Midlife is the best season of our lives. But often many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, your host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. And this is episode 85, a takeaway episode from my conversation with Ashton Applewhite on episode 84. You know the drill by now. My takeaway episodes are shorter than the guest episodes and they drop on Wednesday mornings. Each one pertains to the guest interview on the previous episode. And as a reminder, this takeaway episode is no replacement for the entire conversation. So I encourage you to listen to episode 84 to hear my entire conversation with Ashton Applewhite. Hey, there's still time to RSVP to my Midlife Fulfilled virtual Zoom party, June 23rd, 2023 at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm capping the attendee count at 20 people. I'm unveiling something new that I've been planning and I want feedback before I unveil it to the world because I value feedback from my listeners. Just scroll down to the show notes to RSVP to my private virtual Zoom party on June 23rd. 2023 at 5 p.m. Eastern. I will not be recording this for public consumption. It's a private event. On episode 84, you heard from Ashton Applewhite on the importance of age bias. Ashton Applewhite is a renowned ageism activist. Here are highlights from my conversation with Ashton. Aging is a universal process, but many people are in denial about it. Ageism is defined as making assumptions about people based on their perceived age, and it's something that we all do. We're all ageist, often without realizing it. Ageism can manifest as bias against both the young and the old, but in our youth-obsessed culture, older people bear the brunt. Ageism has been less challenged than other forms of prejudice and is often overlooked in diversity, equity, and inclusion, otherwise known as DEI. Ageism is considered a prejudice against our future selves and has significant societal and economic costs. Ashton's book, This Chair Rocks, A Manifesto Against Ageism, discusses these issues in great depth. I recommend it. The cost of ageism is incalculable, with estimates suggesting that it costs the U.S. healthcare system $37 billion annually. Ashton says that she sees progress in the fight against ageism, particularly as women refuse to shuffle off stage as more anti-ageism campaigns emerge. She also highlights the importance of age diversity in the workplace and the need for ageism to be included in DEI initiatives. Ashton believes that working against any form of prejudice, including ageism, makes the world a better place for all. She encourages everyone to learn about aging, as understanding the process can reduce fear and bias, and even improve health outcomes, as she explicitly points out in her closing thought on episode 84. 
And this is where I want to land on my takeaway from my conversation with Ashton Applewhite. Now, I'll preface my takeaway with this anecdote. When I conducted a survey in early 2022, one question that I asked was, what area of your life would you like to improve? The number one area of life that people wanted to improve at 72% is physical fitness, which can be interpreted in more than one way. It could be people wanting to improve their appearance, and it could also mean that people want to feel better about themselves through improved fitness. The second area of life improvement in my survey at 58% was physical health. During Aston's closing comment, she shared that people who are better informed about aging feel better about aging. And the better you feel psychologically about aging, the less likely you are to have many kinds of health problems. Aston specifically says that if you want to be healthy, check your age bias. People who are less ageist live longer, heal quicker, walk faster, are less likely to develop Alzheimer's even if you are predisposed to the gene. She referenced a data point from Becca Levy, a professor at Yale University who specializes in aging, that says that people can recover from mild cognitive impairment when they have more positive beliefs about aging. Aston mentioned that it's the first time that she heard the word recover in this context. Now hold that thought. Now, here's my takeaway. You've heard me say, if you believe you can, you're right. And if you believe you can't, you're right. Well, on the subject of ageism, if you believe that you can live a productive, healthy life in your later years, well, you stand a better chance of doing exactly that than if you believe that as you get older, you're withering away. Now, disease notwithstanding, which Anyone at any age can suffer, and I'm not in denial that we can't predict or prevent the onslaught of certain diseases, particularly cancer or Alzheimer's. That said, the odds are in our favor that a positive point of view about aging contributes to our longevity. Case in point, my father-in-law is 92. He's been retired from his job at IBM for nearly 30 years. Now, retirement for many people is like a death sentence. In my father-in-law's case, he's been the president of a local community theater group in his town in Northern California for more than 30 years, even before he retired. As the president of this community theater group, he's responsible for running the show, literally. It's a big job with a lot of responsibilities. It includes securing the plays. These are classic musicals. It requires obtaining the licensing rights to each play and ensuring that each play has a producer, a choreographer, of course, a cast, and that they sell tickets to each show. It's like a full-time job, and it's a big responsibility. The goal of each show is to break even. Now, if they make a profit, it stays in their coffers, and it goes towards future shows because some shows, especially during the pandemic, don't break even. My father-in-law doesn't get paid a dime for this quote-unquote job, I'm using air quotes. He never has and he never will. Everyone's role from the president to the actors 
are all volunteers who love live theater. Now, my father-in-law is a very handy man. As such, he actively participates in building the sets for each play, which is manual labor. And about a year ago, he had a mild stroke. Obviously, the entire family was alarmed by this. It's the first time that he encountered any serious health setback. Well, about three months of rest and recovery, there's that recovery word. He was back in the theater doing all of his activities, including building sets. Remember, he's 92. And my father-in-law is a data point of one. I admit that. But he's an example of the possibility of having a positive view of ourselves as we age. He's not in denial of his age, but he is of the mindset that as long as he can, he will do everything he can to give the local community theater a fighting chance to put on plays that entertain the local residents. Hey, at the time of this recording, they're preparing to open Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella June 24th through July 22nd, 2023. During each run, both my 92-year-old father-in-law and my 88-year-old mother-in-law are very busy with the show's performance each weekend. My in-laws' responsibility with their community theater give them purpose. They have four great-grandchildren, eight grandchildren, and three daughters. Everyone in the family knows how much heart and soul they pour into their community theater duties. And the truth is, we're thankful that they have a meaningful purpose because it's good for their health. So my challenge to you, my midlife friend, is this. Check your ageism. What are your attitudes toward aging? Are they negative, neutral, or positive? If you want an idea of your image of aging, take the test. Literally, you can take a simple test on Becca Levy's website. It doesn't require an email address. Just go to becca-levy.com forward slash quiz. And yeah, I'll link that up in the show notes. Just scroll down. I took the quiz and I learned that my attitude toward aging is more positive than 75% of other people. I'll close with this thought. Embrace age pride. Whatever your age, be proud of it. When you have age pride, you are more likely to be positive about your own aging. And quite possibly, your positive attitude may contribute to good health. No guarantee, but it certainly may. And that is my wish for you. My midlife friend, if you're enjoying the Midlife Fulfill podcast, please tell a friend. Share this episode with someone you know who will enjoy it. And remember, if you want to attend my virtual Zoom party on June 23rd, 2023, scroll down to the show notes page and RSVP. There's still some spots available. And again, I'm not going to be recording this for public consumption. This event is a mix of networking with other midlife friends and giving me feedback on something that I'm planning to unveil soon. My midlife friend, This brings me to the end of this Bernie's Takeaway episode. Remember, this episode is no substitute for the full conversation that I had with Aston Applewhite on episode 84. So go back and give that a full listen to catch that entire conversation. My midlife friend, 
This is where I remind you, before ending this episode, that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. I'll see you on episode 86, which is going to feature Alexa Bradley Halsey, who's going to inform us about the health virtues of acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs>